Alex is, given name Alex. my given name is Alex, it is just Alex, just and Alex. it will always be just okay. Alex. This podcast has a long tradition of calling people by their um, full given name. Full given names, um, nope, just Alex. So as I was saying your name, I was like, I don't know if Alex is short for anything. It's not. Well, you know what, we're already learning things. We're off to a great start. We are. <clears throat> okay, so as we get started, <laughs> I didn't give you very much indication that we are starting. <laughs> you seem ready. So we'll dive in. Um, I'm very excited that you're here because of a lot of these that we've done so far. You're, you're, you're down in the lineup. I am. Um, but As expected. And oh. that is where I belong. Oh, and I wow. will work my way up. How about that? Oh my. <laughs> Watch <laughs> out. <laughs> like next year when we talk about people's stories, I'll be first. <laughs> I mean, go for it. I encourage you to... Um, I am competitive. We can get to that later. (laughs) So I'm excited, though, because uh, of all the stories that I've been told so far on this podcast, most of them I knew at least pieces and parts of, and I feel like your story I know virtually none of. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I'm very excited to get to chat about it. Okay. Me too. Yeah. So uh, could you start with some basic demographic information? Who are you? What do you do here? What's your life like, etc.? Okay, basic basic information. I was mm-hmm. raised in Columbus mm-hmm. from a Hailing from Columbus, Ohio. Pickerington, Ohio. <laughs> that was good. Good announcer voice. Thank you. <laughs> um and my family is from West Virginia. Okay. And uh a long time ago, maybe my great-great-grandparents. Oh, you're taking us far. Back. Uh, I'm actually related to the McCoys. From Hatfield and yeah. McCoys. Yeah. Wow. I, you know is what that it, is? Yeah, Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a famous feud. Yes. Wow. Um, Except my family wasn't one of the major characters. I think my great-great-grandma or whoever she was, she fled real early. Okay. Real so early. Like, so we didn't... Wild. I'm going yeah. to tap out. Yeah. You know, good for her. Yeah, I think that's... I got some good genes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good quality. I feel like if... <laughs> If you um, approaches you in the near future, you should also just tap out. I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> just flee to a different state. <laughs> oh, don't do that. You just got here. <laughs> in Toledo. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. So you were a student at the University of Toledo. 
Yep, I was a student. And you are one of the very first, what we would call, native staff. Yes. To uh, H2O Toledo. Yes. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, first off, I'm really excited. So that would be me and Clayton. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I was part of H2O for all four years of my college career. I think Clayton was involved for every year that he was in Toledo. Yeah. Um, so H2O is a close uh, or a soft spot. You know, I got a soft spot in my heart for, for H2O. And, and Well, we're very pumped. Um, mm-hmm. Native staff is something that so it's like staff that was a part of the church and then decided to come on staff at that church. Mm-hmm. And so far, our staff has either been planted staff from other churches or uh uh, transfer. Defectors. Oh, transfers are nicer word. <laughs> I, like I guess. <laughs> yeah, Ian's a. I guess Sarah and I are defectors. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't mean he's defective. It means like he left. They left that place, and now they're at this place. I, I think we're good. I think we're I good. Think transfers better. Though. Yeah, <laughs> that is a. That's the formal term because that's what we had to do for the paperwork. Okay. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but we've been praying for a really long time that uh, there would be students who started coming to our church as students and then graduated or uh, were at a point where they were ready to make a decision to come on staff yeah, and uh, decided to come on staff. And I think it's hard, thinking about it, it's hard to get Toledo students to go on staff because mostly everyone in our church are engineers. And they're just like driven. And they are oh. driven and they yeah. are they want success. And yeah. me, on the other hand, you know. You're like, I <laughs> <laughs> Ambitions? What? <laughs> Going on staff is ambitious. Come on, man. You're not helping with getting more native staff. Oh, is this what this is for? <laughs> if we were to use this as a promo, um, we might cut that part. Okay. Um, no, I think Sounds that's a good, good. That's a good observation. Yeah, and I think we were waiting for a long time and wondering, like, who, like, who's it going to be? Like, you have, you have hopes, and you think, like. Okay, we've invested a lot in these people. Like, yeah. they they seem to love it. They want to do it, uh, and then sometimes that works out, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, and my guess would be nobody saw me coming. I was gonna say that. nobody saw that coming. <laughs> I, uh, when we so, were told Alex wants to go on staff, I was like, wow, okay, that's super exciting. But I was like, I was not expecting <laughs> it at all. Yeah, every single person I've talked to has been surprised. I, everybody, family, everybody in Toledo. <laughs> I wasn't surprised. Except for Ian. Well, did you even know Alex? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why. Yeah. Alex, or Ian's like, I was completely neutral on the topic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, Actually, I just met Alex. So. <laughs> um, so we can talk about more about your decision to okay. staff. We can do that later. Later What questions. were we talking about before? Um, we're just like basic information. Okay, about you. basic so information. So on staff, what are some things that you either? Well, right now you're support raising. Right. So right now you're working to get back to uh, what will be like full time ministry. Um, so you're raising support, which is like a whole process. It is a long, difficult process. Yes. But and you are you are weathering that storm it. very well. <clears throat> yes. Um, He's crushing it. Yeah, and uh, so when you get back, though, what are some things that you will be doing? Uh, so when I get back, uh, my, one of my main roles would be worship leader. Mm-hmm. So you might have seen me on the streams singing a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be worship leader. And then another thing that I'm probably the most excited about doing is just discipleship. Mm-hmm. And um, 
that would just be you know helping young men in the church become leaders mm -hmm. um, and help them grow in their faith. That's that's truly what I'm passionate about. And like I said, we're so excited to have you. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> thank you. Because thank you. Uh, we need both of those things. And because uh, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember meeting you at the very first life group that you attended. I and, remember this. And I, remember I do meeting, remember that. I hope this kid doesn't leave and never come back. <laughs> Not because I thought you were a flight risk, but because I was just like, this kid seems like he's really cool and like he has some ideas about like what he wants to be doing with his life I don't know like I was just like I just don't know if like if this is like you know because you know not every life group's uh uh a best the best showcase for what uh our church would be like you were scared <laughs> that you're gonna weird him out yeah well yeah and like at that time we had very few new people or very few freshmen so mm -hmm. I was just like Kid. Like, <clears throat> I feel like I, what I saw was like potential, and I was just like, oh, I really hope he doesn't leave and never come back. <laughs> like, we so badly just need like new people who like want to be involved, and like, so it was really exciting when you got connected with people. Yeah, and you kept coming back. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of insinuating that I was like, you know, maybe. I was just. I was just nervous that we were not making an well, impression that would have made you want to come back. <laughs> well, <laughs> the thing is, I've always loved unique people. Or like, oh. I will say, you know, unique people. Yeah. And there's a lot of unique people in H2O. <laughs> there's, you know, in the church a lot as of a them. As, the as church, a whole. Yes. I can, every single person, I will, I will go out and say that every single person in H2O is unique in their own way. Um, and somehow every single year we find those unique people on campus. They're attracted to us. Yes, they are. Yeah, but you know what? I think that's a mark that like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Because like think about the people that Jesus hung out with. Like that was a crew. They that were was a squad. A unique crew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They each had their own thing where it was like, really, Jesus? Like this is what's gonna happen? And I say that proudly as a person who's a part of this crew. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I remember freshman Alex and I remember thinking like oh this kid he could he could do it but I he can do it this is great I love this <laughs> I remember like the first life group too where you like answered a question to and I was like okay well he's answering questions so maybe that means <laughs> I don't know if I remember that well <laughs> what were your first well, impressions sing. of those life groups oh well, I remember my freshman life group was actually one of my favorite life groups that I had ever been in. Um, so That's good. I remember just Brian Coyle was in there. Jared Coyle. Brian is his dad. Brian is his dad, and I had been talking to Brian. <laughs> shout out. Shout, shout, shout out. out. <laughs> shout out Brian Coyle. Thank you for letting me buy your house. <laughs> I don't think buying a house is something you, you let someone do. I feel like it's like... I think the bank has letting... to say you can do that. <laughs> Thank you. If he led you to believe that final actually, actually, my him. offer was very good. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome. So you're welcome. Actually, you're welcome for me buying your. Yeah. Box. So Jared um, Coyle. Jared Coyle yes, there. Jared Coyle was there. Oh man. Man, I, I don't. I honestly, I remember enjoying it a lot. But I don't remember good. exactly what happened you know, in there, and that's okay. As long as you're. Impressions were positive. And they you were. were. Around, so it couldn't have scared you off that much. Yep. 
remember Liv was in there. Heather. Yeah. Uh, Heather and Liv. Yeah. Yep. Good times. Love. Yes. Um. Okay. So with that being said, let me pull out my outline again. Okay. So <clears throat> we're doing the series to kind of talk through stories. Um. Uh, like I said, of people on our leadership team and people who are on staff. Um. Here with our church and some disclaimers before we get started. Just would be that um, we think that everyone's story is meaningful and purposeful, meaning that no stories fall into the good or bad or interesting or boring categories, but that all stories are celebrated and awesome because God has done things and we want to be a part of talking about those things and celebrating them. Definitely. Secondly, um, the second disclaimer is just that stories are not linear and they have different perspectives and they include different people and different things so this is alex's perspective on his story at this point in his life he may feel differently about it in the weeks or months to come um but at this point this is his perspective on his story and um we're excited to hear it so with that being said could you describe some of your first impressions of god like how old were you what was happening in your life etc um i would say impressions of god <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good question thank you yeah um very much is just you know i would say i had a fairly accurate view of god okay i would say that starting um, like what age like i'd say 10 okay just you know i had like the big man in the sky um and then i also understood jesus and the trinity and mm-hmm. i was raised in church okay um, my dad was a youth pastor led sunday school so the 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 gospel was very very clear okay. in my in my house and, so and that was like definitely a not only were you going to church but you also like <clears throat> understood the gospel yeah i, I would say going to church by did nobody ever told me the gospel <laughs> i didn't know yeah until later yeah I, I definitely would say that I understood the gospel. I knew the gospel. I could tell you the gospel from beginning to end. Um, and, yeah, I, I would say I believed all throughout my youth. Yeah. Um, I was very young when I became a Christ follower. I was probably, I think I was eight years old when I was saved, and I was mm-hmm. baptized when I was 12. And I was very, very young. Uh, but I understood what I was doing. And mm-hmm. as we get older, the truth becomes more evident. Mm-hmm. The truth becomes more clear. We understand the gospel to a, you know, a higher degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say I, I have understood the gospel for a very long time. Now, did I, I mean, you could say that I didn't truly understand it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> looked at some of the things that I've done in my past, well, also, but like, you know, there's, so, yeah, you know, I'm going to make my share of mistakes. Um, that's going to be, kind of be my question. Like, was it something that you like, um, felt like you thought a lot about and like, uh, like deeply considering for like what it would mean for you personally or was it just kind of something that was just like a part of your family's life and your life by proxy i would say definitely it was part of my life i would say every some people say that they go days without thinking about god that is just i i don't understand that (laughs) like it's something i wake up thinking about it's something i go to sleep thinking about Mm -hmm. um and so I would say it definitely was a, a personal thing to me, and it wasn't just family culture, mm-hmm. um, even though it was definitely family culture, and that was expected of me. Right. Uh, but it, it was always personal. Always I would like you say. Have this like spiritual bend to your personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty cool. Do you look back on those days as like 
uh, like sweet and innocent, or do you look back on those days of like, oh, we didn't know anything? <laughs> can there be both? Is that yeah, not both? Yeah, yeah it can sweet be sweet and innocent. You don't know anything. Two things can be true. Yeah, well, I like, would say I would say both. Yeah, well, I think some people like uh, discount those like early days because they're like, well, you didn't really understand or you didn't really know. You know, like oh. you didn't really know, no. Oh. But whereas, like, I look back on my early days and I was like, you know what? It's sweet. Little Rachel, she was just getting to know Jesus. <laughs> they were hanging out. It was cool. I wouldn't say innocent. I say I don't look back on my life and say it was innocent Mm -hmm. because I knew the gospel and I knew every, like every single time I did something wrong and I knew it was wrong. This This is wrong. This is not good. I know the decision I'm making. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wouldn't say innocence the word and I wouldn't say that, um, just because I was young, I gave myself grace because I was young. I would, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that that's the excuse that I give or look back on now. Sure. Yeah. Do you have, like, a specific conversion moment? Like, a moment that you went from, like, I don't know Jesus to, like, I have made something definitive and now I can say that I do. Yeah, this is a story. I'm ready. This is a story that um, not a lot of people know. And uh, I'm glad that not a lot of people know. (laughs) It's about to be on a podcast. It's going to be on a podcast and it's going out to everybody. Um, (laughs) Nope, I came here ready to tell. Thank you for sharing that, Alex. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, as I've kind of been talking about a little earlier, um, I was raised in church. I I believed all the way throughout high school, but when I came to college, I actually chose Toledo because it was three hours away from where I lived. It was as far away from my home while still being in border, in the state, got in state tuition. Uh, it was the cheapest option. So you were trying so to get away. I was trying to get away. Yeah. And, and and it was from my family. It was from people I went to high school with. And it's not like I had a lot of baggage from high school. It's not like I didn't like those people. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. It's just I wanted You're to be. Ex- I wanted to be exactly who I wanted to be without expectations of who I was. Mm-hmm. And so um, I go into college with understanding and conscious that. Christianity is all that I know. My faith is all that I know. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to compare that to other things, okay. other experiences, like the true college experience. Nor- I was going to say, yeah, I feel like that's very normal Quote on college days. Like, I've only been told this thing, so do I actually believe it or do I just believe it because it's all I've been told? Yeah. Like, those, those mm-hmm. ideas. For sure. So I, I come to Toledo, don't know a soul, don't know my roommates, have very little friends. Um, so the friends that I do make, the roommates, um, when the conversation revolves around where's the party at, mm-hmm. how much they've drank, mm-hmm. craziest party stories, and it's hilarious, <laughs> and they're having a lot of fun, I'm yeah. like, okay, it's in an, it's inevitable, that's what I'm going to get involved right. in. Well, if I'm if searching for something. Those are, the only, those are the only choices. Like, you're like, well, if that's what people are doing, let's, that's what Let's I'll do. do it. Where yeah. are we going? <laughs> you know? Um, so... I was also involved with H2O the very first week that I came to school. Okay. Very first week. Mm-hmm. Um, so my freshman year, I was involved with H2O, mm-hmm. and I was also involved in the party scene mm-hmm. very heavily. Do you feel like you were living like a, a dual life? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I knew this. I was conscious mm-hmm. of it the entire time it was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was an interesting time of life, of course. What so, kind of feelings did that spark? Like, that consciousness yeah, of it? Was yeah. it just like, I know this isn't something I'm supposed to be doing? Or like, 
Is there guilt or shame? Or were you just like, you know what? This is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. I'm living my life. Yeah, it was definitely a FOMO thing. Mm-hmm. Fear of missing out. Um, and I and that is kind of a quality that I have of just curious, curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to make the mistake for myself first. before uh, I, I'm not good at hearing other people. <laughs> like, don't do that. And I'm like... <sighs> Really? <laughs> Did you just not do it right? <laughs> it was like one of those things. Um, I try it, but a different way. Yeah, and, and uh, the whole time was just kind of like, sorry, God. Mm-hmm. One of those things. But then also, like, this is something I need to do. I feel like I have to do, which is really weird to think about right now. Cause I yeah. Never really, I never really reflected on it. How so, do I feel about it? Oh, my gosh. We're coming to, like, oh. real-time real conversation. Oh. should read Ecclesiastes. You and Solomon might relate on some things. <sighs> Uh, sure. I think people get really hyped about Ecclesiastes for no reason, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> I'm also Un- studying unpopular it right opinion. Now. Ecclesiastes ain't all that. <laughs> I'm also studying it right now. So oh, I mean, that's great. I hope you're getting a lot out of it. And I. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that, Ian. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So oh, in this time, at? uh, you're leaning toward a, a conversion moment, quote unquote. Which conversion moment? About, like, Conversion's pretty loaded word. Like it seems like super like like it's black and white. Yeah. Not Christian. Yeah. Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Right. Boom, but, like, boom, everything boom. Everything is more complicated. Yeah. Than that. So here I am, <clears throat> first semester, yeah. involved in Bible study. I'd literally go from a life group to a party Thursday night. I don't have Friday classes. I'd go from a party Saturday night, church on Sunday. Uh, nobody knows this. Nobody knows this. I'm living my life at church and living my life in the parties and, and living that dual life, uh, conscious of it. And then the turning point, the conversion moment. Um, <laughs> so it's a little graphic. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Not t- too, too graphic, but it, it's worth it. Like, it helps people relate. Maybe Go people have it. been here. But this is, this is just a testament to my curiosity. Yeah. I had not blacked out yet. Okay. I had drank lots. I might have browned out, but I'd not blacked out to the point where I did not know where I was and I woke up somewhere else. And that's what I wanted to do. Oh, you're just like, I just want to So I like. told my friends, I'm going to black out tonight. And you guys are responsible for me. Make sure that I get oh, home. Gosh, Alex is so worried for you. <laughs> well, he's, he's okay now because he's I'm here. I'm okay. So, like, the story <laughs> ends fine. So, you know, after I say this, <laughs> whole, room, whole room goes crazy. And then we head out. Do you really thrive off of that? Where you're oh, like, yeah. I'm going to do something that oh, everybody yeah. is so <laughs> It's that, that same noise. Right? <laughs> I wish people could see the hand motions and face you're yeah, making yeah. as you do this. It is a whole like, visual. Yeah. Uh, I'm so yeah. sad yep. this is only auditory right now. <laughs> so, so, so we go this out. Is <clears throat> this is the plan. Uh, we get to a house party. I'm failing. I'm just hanging out. And so, girl, you know, second, second, uh, maybe the bench comes in, they come in late to the party, girl walks in with a bottle of vodka, uh, f- and I have no idea, I'm holding a beer. She walks up to me, asks me to trade the beer for a bottle of vodka, unopened, and I say yes. Was she drunk? Because that's a good trade. Yes, she was. Okay. Very oh. drunk. <laughs> and I chugged that whole bottle of vodka right there. So once again, everybody at the party. Also, <laughs> <laughs> like, don't say, "Oh my gosh, Alex, out of judgment." I say, "Oh my gosh, Alex." Oh like, man, the older dude. sister in me is like, "Oh no." Yeah. So <laughs> distressed and worried. I was not conscious for very long after that. And did they take care of you? They did. I woke up in my bathroom. Okay. The next morning, still hammered. 
what you drank a whole bottle of vodka. Yep. I was still very drunk, took a shower, and I went to H2O that morning. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. Okay. And, um, I could still smell alcohol on me, or either that in my, I don't know, it smelled like um, nail polish remover. That's mm-hmm. what I was smelling. Very sick. But I got to church, so and <clears throat> so <laughs> I uh, threw up three times during that service. You, like, left to go throw up. Yep, left to go to the bathroom three times. And Tom Stewart probably doesn't remember this. Was he teaching? <laughs> no. Tom Stewart walked into the bathroom the third time, and I was walking out of the stall. And and Tom was like, hey, Alex. And I was like, oh, hey, Tom. <laughs> and then I left. Uh, and I went straight home. So I probably only made about 20 minutes into service. And at that moment, it was, just, it was the, what am I doing? Yeah. That question. Yeah. What am I doing? It's like you get a picture of yourself, and you're just like, what is happening here? Yeah. Yeah. And... <clears throat> I walk back to my dorm room, and I don't even walk into my dorm. I just slump down in the hallway. And what I realized in the hallway is step one to being a Christian. Step one to the gospel. It is to understand that you are a sinner. Mm. It is to understand you are a sinner mm-hmm. and that you need a perfect, loving Savior. Mm-hmm. To like feel the weight of And that. in that moment, mm-hmm. I understood that I was a sinner. I was no longer that good boy I was, I had messed up mm-hmm. and I understood what it felt like to be forgiven mm-hmm. or to be in that place of like so badly needing, mm-hmm. like, like I, I've gone to a place that like, I like, cause you very easily from that story, like there is, there is a different path that you could <clears> have <throat> chosen and could have continued to go down. There is. You know what I mean? There is. So it's like, I kind of wonder too, if you, like your brain is thinking like, where does this end? You know, like, what is the, what's the end to this? If it's not like knowing that I know better, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like in that moment you're like, I, mm-hmm. I know better than I know this. better like, than this. I don't need to be doing this. <clears throat> and so I say that I understood the gospel from a young age, but then also I can under I can say that that is when I truly understood the gospel. It's like, yes, I understood. I knew the gospel, but I truly understood Mm -hmm. the gospel in that moment yeah like feeling the weight of it your head and your heart connected in that moment right right yeah where it was the moment my faith became my faith yeah yeah thank you for sharing that yeah yeah man yeah and like we said earlier that you know that's not a a black and white moment but it is definitely a time in my life that feels like a turning point uh right choosing I'm choosing to go all in this way. And I'm really glad that I get to tell the story, you know, four years later after this happened, instead of being like, did you you guys see Alex Sunday? (laughs) You know, that didn't happen. Did you? Um, It's something that I get to tell people like, you didn't know this, that this happened. Right. Um, Yeah. It can be on your terms. Yeah. Because you started some different and potentially better decisions after that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, uh, that is awesome, and like I said, thank you for sharing that. Well, thank you. Um, so and you're welcome. After that, <laughs> whatever, whatever the Whichever point answer is to what you said. Um, so what were some helpful like next steps after that sitting in the hallway deciding moment? Yes. Um, <clears throat> I would say the next steps... It happened slowly, and the most important next step didn't happen for another year and a half later. Um, 
uh, I did get new friends. Mm-hmm. Well, not new friends. I still hung out with them, but just, you know, not yeah. in that setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most important thing that happened in the next year and a half was uh, discipleship. Yeah. It was discipleship. So um, <clears throat> I had grown up in the church, mm-hmm. and I was not probably formally discipled until I was a junior in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was thanks to Matt O. Um, uh, yeah, Mo. Uh, but I think I, leader. yeah, I just asked Mo to meet up with me because my sophomore year, I, I struggled with a lot of doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just needed, it was to the point where I was tired of reading articles. <laughs> I was not really getting the answers that I needed. And I needed just somebody to talk to and talk it out because, you know, I'm sure he's dealt with the same questions that I was dealing with. Matt questions is that a great sounding board. He's a very active listener and he's just like does a lot of nodding yeah. and a lot of like, mm-hmm. can um, you tell me more about that? Uh, the questions that I was dealing no, with? No, I was just like, that's what Mo says. <laughs> he always says like, She was copying can him. Can you tell me more about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, like well, I can see him very good at that, but this was not a situation where I was just telling him about my feelings. Oh, okay. This was, you were just, this was like, I need... A que- I need an answer to this question. Oh, so he was talking and you were listening. Yes, this is where I need gotcha. you to talk and I listen and I understand. Gotcha. Um, were these like theological questions? Yeah, it was theological questions, questions that don't necessarily even have answers. Um, and some things that, it's when you really begin to understand the beginning of the gray area. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about the gray area? Oh. I talked about this on a previous podcast episode. Yeah. Uh, my episode with Tom, actually. Okay, yes. Tom I did are, listen to a little bit of that Tom episode, and I are actually. very similar in this way, where we are very comfortable with black and white thinking within ourselves and about ourselves or about things that affect us. But we're very uncomfortable with it coming from somebody else. Like, we really appreciate the gray area. We think it's necessary. We mm-hmm. value it. Yes. Um, but, like, uh, for our own minds, we're very black and white. How do you feel about the gray area? Yeah. So, I mean, from the way I was raised, mm-hmm. everything was black and white. Mm-hmm. Everything was black and white. There was no gray area. And then mm-hmm. as I began to understand that there might be some gray area in there, I became very, very confused. Um, and I truly think that a lot of Christian, I will say nearly every Christian will find some gray area. And if you cannot be okay with that gray area, you will not continue to grow. Or you'll just abandon ship. Right. Because, yeah. honestly, like, we're not created to have all the answers, and we're not, cre- like, we're created to ask good questions and to think about things and to wonder, but, like, we're not going to ever get to the point where we're like, okay, I am satiated. I know all the things. Like, yes. It's, just, it's not in the cards for us. Yes. And asking questions is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Asking questions yeah. is a great and some questions you do, even with the gray area, you do come to a conclusion. Yes, you do. Even if yes. it's gray. Yeah. It's a great conclusion. And it's a question, yeah, questioning your faith is a great thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, highly encourage. Ask questions. So, you would say helpful next steps were finding somebody to talk with to yes. disciple you. And that was how I initially became mm-hmm. uh, or started being discipled by Matt. Was that one meeting, and then that one meeting turned into mm-hmm. uh, a two-year-long process. Right. And it, it was actually through that discipleship process that I kind of found my passion for ministry yeah. well, um, and my passion, passion for discipleship. discipleship. It was like, Whoa, I, I <laughs> true story. <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> story time. Uh, I was in brew, the coffee shop next to campus. And I was asking Matt, 
how did you disciple me? Because I, I had begun discipling other guys, and I felt like I could be doing a better job. Yeah. It's like, how exactly did you do this? And I started crying right there Aww. in Brew. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I started crying, like talking to Matt. Matt probably was very confused. And I was like, I'm Matt so sorry, Matt. I'm so sorry, Matt. I don't know what's Matt. going on. Matt handles um, crying very well. Yes, he does. He did. Um, but, oh, so yes. you, like, that's uh, awesome. Like, that was I feel like that's passion. how you know that it's something that's, like, so close oh, to yeah. your heart. Like, you have that emotional response because you, you've seen what it can do. Like, you've seen the, the change that it can bring to somebody. Like, 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 we're talking about the Prince of Egypt, like, right before this. And, yes. like, if we can imagine this animated version of me sitting in brew, and then maybe, like, a cloud, like, a blue cloud, and it swirls yes. in the air, and then it goes <laughs> right into me, and, like, a, you yeah. know, it pushes yeah. me against the wall. I think that that's kind of how I see this yeah. moment, that like you a, felt a like passion was the Lord's instilled was in like, me. This is for you, Alex. Yes. Yeah. I think that, I think that people hope to get that kind of, like, clarity. <laughs> I think that is, like, do. that is, like, the ideal, like... I feel like a lot of people wander around asking themselves, what am I doing here? What am I going to do with my life? Does my life even have like meaning or purpose? Mm -hmm. And I think that those times when those like little things like click, like you remember it and you think like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm like. I was created to do this. Mm -hmm. I think God speak to us all the time in moments like that, where it's like, you know, like you got a passion for discipleship because you then saw the value of discipleship when you asked that question, like, how have you discipled me? Cause you knew that Mo was doing it, but you had not even thought to the extent of like, how do I then repeat this? Mm-hmm. And like, it was probably just a simple thing of like, you just walk through life with them. Um, Cause one of the reasons I'm passionate about discipleship is a similar reason. Like when I shared with my story, like it wasn't until like someone like Mike Carney, who was my biology teacher, like came and took me under his wing. And then I literally, went and sought people out to disciple me. And then I remember asking a similar question of like, how do I do this? They're like, what have we been doing this whole time? Just, it's not, don't fix it if it's not broke. Okay. <laughs> it was just like, you learn, you get, you, and you can share if you've had a moment like this. I assume you have because, you know, we're doing similar things on staff um, where it's like, as you're being discipled, you feel poured into you have the people you get to mutually encourage yourself with but when you finally have those guys in your life where you get to disciple them where you get to be like their paul and they're your timothys and your tituses and you get to see them grow and you see them start to disciple more people that's when like it clicks and you're like this is what i'm going to give my life to that's great so i think god uses our stories in different points like that to show us what we're passionate about so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the animation yeah. idea though. That was yeah. that's good. Yeah, Prince and of Egypt. Highly recommend. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Yeah. Is it Prince of Egypt? Yeah, it was Prince of Egypt. Oh. But um, it's true. <clears throat> had a support meeting mm-hmm. with a, a friend, and I was talking about discipleship. This is what I want to do. This is my mm-hmm. career. Um, and so I asked her the question. She had, she's been a Christ follower for. A, quite a while I asked her if she had ever been discipled and she said no Um, and then I said would you ever be willing to disciple a younger Christ follower Um, and she said maybe and I said how would you know when you're ready and she said after I'm discipled (laughs) so it's it's one of those things 
how important it is for you yourself to know that it is important to have a spiritual mentor yeah um, and seek that person out mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that's uh i think that sometimes you don't really realize that that's what's happening either no yeah that's very uh, true and then you like look back on certain relationships and you're like oh they were discipling me i didn't know <laughs> like um my freshman and sophomore year there's a woman named wendy stanager on staff at bowling green She's been she's been holding down women's ministry at BG for a long time, um, and she works um, in the math department there also. So she's like part time staff, part time math things. I miss Wendy. Oh, she's so great. <laughs> um, but like my freshman and sophomore year, she knew me through Elizabeth, and then she would just ask me to meet her on campus to eat lunch with her. And like it didn't occur to me till like much later that like she was discipling me. <laughs> Like, I think when you're young and you just assume, you're just like, of course the world wants to hang out with me. <laughs> when you're like, this woman was like giving up her lunch hour to eat lunch with 17-year-old Rachel. Yeah. Like, she wasn't doing that f- just for funsies. Like, it was because she like wanted to disciple me and yep. she wanted to tell me true things about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And like, I think back to our conversations, I'm like so blessed by them. But I, I would not have said that that's what was happening as it was happening. Because <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think but those it, are some of the most Even though you didn't know, yes. she intentionally did it. Yeah. Yes. Like, she, she like everything she does in her life is intentional. Yes. Uh, but, like, yeah, she very much, like, she intentionally sought me out. She intentionally, like, followed up with me. And, like, I'm so blessed by those conversations. Like, I'm so glad that we had them. But, yeah. You know what? When you're 17... <laughs> Yep. Sometimes things get by you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, shout out Wendy. She's definitely not listening. Um, <laughs> I'll send it to her later. <laughs> okay. Hi, Wendy. Love you. <laughs> um, so fast forward to modern day. We're here. Ah. What would you say that God has been <gasps> teaching you recently? What am I learning that He is teaching me recently? Fall in love with the gospel. Um, And that sounds simple. But it's also powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the gospel is powerful itself. Mm -hmm. When we truly fall in love with our Savior, our Creator, um, and the fact that our sins have been forgiven, uh, and that we have eternal life <laughs> through Christ, and we fall in love with that. We fall in love with the gospel. It's impossible not to share it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you become so full of love mm-hmm. that you cannot <laughs> bear to keep it to yourself. Yeah. Um, and then when you fall in love with the gospel, you help other people fall in love with the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I... <laughs> a lot of this stuff spawns from conversations that I've had with people recently. I asked David that question of how do I, how do I motivate young Christ followers to want to grow in their, in their faith? He said, help them fall in love with the gospel. I was like, thank you. That was the most simple thing I've ever heard. (laughs) That was so simple. This is David Ward, right? Yes. Yes. Hey David. (laughs) I was very quiet after that (laughs) because I was thinking a lot. So David, David, I think David thought that I was mad at him. Because I was so quiet, but I was like, oh, 
that was so good. And I was just reflecting it. And then I, he just talked the entire way. I was driving him home from the airport. <laughs> and then David was like, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to oversimplify it. I'm like, no, David, that was great. Thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think um, that, that put in words, uh, I think what I'm learning is, is to fall in love with the gospel myself. And I think that's what we all try to do um, every single day when we get in the scripture. We want to learn about God. That is falling in love with the gospel itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, interesting, too, because it's like um, when you think about, like, a good marriage, like, a good relationship, when you, like, love someone, there's, like, no end to how much you, like, want to know about them or, like, mm-hmm. how much you want to, like, know them, like, that closeness. Right. Um, I mean, I'm assuming I'm not married. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. All right, throw that Ian out gives, there. Um, Ian gives us the stamp of approval. There's about, there's about 30 or 40 people listening. <laughs> Well, while you were in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that! (laughs) Oh, and redo. Gotta redo it now. It's okay, I'm a human, I go to the bathroom, fine. Oh, um. She maybe put a, like, sound warning in there. (laughs) (laughs) We're just gonna, like, make people drive off the road. Oh, my. Yeah, well, I, to, to tell you the truth, I don't know if I actually came up with an answer. <laughs> oh, because yeah, me and, he doesn't need any advice. He's doing great. He'll figure it yeah, out. well, me and Ian were just kind of talking about just, I don't know if I would want to change anything because I, I'm so happy with where I am now. Sure. Um, well, but if, but if we're... Change it. It's just like something you've learned where you're like, that would have been good to know earlier. <laughs> um... I think helping myself understand that God works. Um, Well, in that it's not me. That God, okay, God works in other people's life on his time. Mm -hmm. And, and just, I'll use this kind of, the metaphor um, you know, you don't understand how good God's love is and, until you experience it. It's like a peach. You can't tell somebody. Like, I can tell you how good this peach is, but until you bite it, you don't actually know. Um, and the question is, how do I? The first time I thought you said peach. And then I was like, no, I think you said beach. <laughs> and then the second time <laughs> no, I thought you said beach, but then you were like, until you bite it. I'm like, but you don't bite the beach. <laughs> yeah. You got to bite that peach. Bite that peach. <laughs> yeah. Peach. Okay. And, and um... That and it's just the question of how do I get people to bite the peach? 
Um, and that's up to God. That is God working. And so that is, it's understanding that God is bigger than mm -hmm. the box that I have him in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like And I would say for a very, very long time, I had God in a very small box mm -hmm. of what he could do. So took a little like, while to get to that point. But. Yeah, we got there. So it's his power and his yes. authority yes. and his timing. Yes. Yeah. That's good advice. Took us a while to get there, but you it did. You did it. it did. Good job, of, bud. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So who would you say are some of your heroes of faith? So these are people that you could know personally, oh. or these are people that maybe you don't know personally. Easy. There are no rules. You're so ready. Yes, my dad. Easy, my dad. Just, whoo, that man is just so incredibly wise. Just so wise, so in love with God, so in love with the gospel, um, so consistent. Um, just every area of his life, I can take something. And, and, and I hope, I hope to be the man that he is, like, someday, you know. Um, <clears throat> but just such a, such a great example. Um, and then other people. You know, <laughs> I mean, people, there's people in our church that I really look up to. I, I really look up to Matt o, mm -hmm. um, just to see the the impact that he had in my life. I think mm -hmm. Matt Pardee, um, mm -hmm. he led a, a, a huddle when I was, probably the very first huddle that I was in. And let me just tell you, when you're around that man, huddle. listen, Ooh. listen, when it's a special thing. Then? When you sit, I did not cry, I don't think. Oh, Pardee can get you to cry. But when you sit next to Pardee, love radiates. Yeah. It radiates. Yep. And I pray that someday I radiate half of the love that that man does. I feel like everyone um, who meets Party agrees with that, where it's just like, I, so I want to be as loving and as gentle and as wise as you someday, yeah. only a fraction so. I also like to say about Party, like when you're in small group with him, that uh, it's like the cry in three rule, is that he can get you to cry in like three questions, where it's like, so how are you doing? How are you really doing? Mm -hmm. How are you doing? You're like, oh my gosh, Bernie, nobody's asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I, I, would, I would say I, when mm -hmm. I was in his huddle, uh, I, was, I was still really young. And, uh, you know, I still had, like, my barriers and my walls and, yeah. uh, you know, the, the pride and whatever, well, whatever I had up. left. But I do remember I did text him at the end of our huddle, and, and I was very thankful for him and, and the person that I told him. I looked up to him, and, and, I, and I really do. So you kind of already mentioned this, but as just, as we wrap up to kind of reiterate, um, why college ministry? Because if you wanted to be in ministry, you could mm -hmm. do that and it could look like a lot of things, but you specifically chose college ministry. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, the number one reason is because uh, that's what I was involved in when I when making this decision, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's fair. That was what was relevant. Was. Yes, yeah. this is, um, and, you know, and then probably part two would be I love college students. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, part of that could be because they are my age. Uh, but I also love the age group, the the time of life where we're learning to be adults and, and we're truly uh, developing our own worldviews and uh, just so impressionable. And, and I would say that usually after college, people f feel like they have things pretty well figured out. And, uh, and... Well, kind of, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just in a very impressionable time. And I think we truly really develop ourselves here. And that's where I was developed. That's where I found my joy, my value. Uh, it was NH2O, and I want other people to have that same experience that I did. That's awesome. Well, 
thank you so much for being here and thank you for sharing your story with us we really appreciate it mm-hmm. it's a good time um, we invite you back to talk about uh whatever you decide to talk about we probably won't just just have you back to just talk freeform because i don't know what we're doing if we're just like <laughs> meeting up and talking freeform uh, but you're invited back whenever you'd like thank you you're welcome thank you Ian, you can wrap <laughs> i appreciate up. that yeah <laughs> alex it was fun talking with you man i always enjoy it and like Rachel said, you're welcome back. So you you pass the test. Oh, this is the test. Well, you you made it sound that way. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but um, and thank you everyone who is listening for sticking with us through this episode. <laughs> if I was worried about Sarah's episode being the one that went off the rails. Still, still can be. <laughs> but um. Wherever you're listening from, remember to give us a like, remember to leave us a review, give us a follow, and share the podcast with someone you know. If you have someone in your life who might enjoy hearing Alex's story, share it with them. And if you're not already, follow H2O Toledo on all of our social media. We're on YouTube, we're on Instagram, we're on Snapchat, we're on Facebook, and we're on the Twitters. So if you have any questions about anything we talked about tonight, if you have questions for Alex or Rachel or myself, remember to email us at lovepod and loverockets.com. No. Wow. I messed that up. That's my first messed up. I did. It's just lovepodloverockets at gmail.com. your first mess up like in your whole life? No, on the podcast. Oh. Well, the one that's probably going to stay in here. But <laughs> on that note. Oh. <laughs> And please join us next time. Good night. Bye. Good night.